Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as ever, delighted to be joined by David in Norway and Greg in uh, somewhere in Scotland. At <laughs> <laughs> the golf, got a golf club, he's, he's got the golf bug, he's, he's on the team. Um, how's it going guys? Yeah, good thanks, good. Yeah, well. Good, and we're at um, round 14, Greg, and a way to see for some of the teams anyway, almost at a halfway stage, um, and a few surprises in the table as we've kind of touched on last week. Oh yeah, I think I can't believe we're halfway through the season already. Yeah, it was, it, that was a shock. In both leagues, the season has <laughs> it's kind of flown by. Obviously, we've got a kind of three-week break now for the Division Two and Division Three sides, but obviously still plenty of action in the Elite Azerian and the Obus League. And it's great to see the title challenges back on. I think two weeks ago, we're a glimpse like home and hosed, which is pretty poor after what twelve rounds. But now I think they're only what six points ahead now of early surprise package Tromso. So all to play for still and obviously it's very tight at the bottom as well. Yeah, David, looking at that Elite Zeden table, I think a few surprises in there. Glint at the top, not much of a surprise, but definitely Tromso is second place. Mulder with five teams ahead of them and the likes of Rosenborg uh, languishing in 12th place in the table as well. Yeah, um, yes, I'm, I mean Rosenborg and Vollering are, are the two big uh, surprises in a bad way this season so far Rosenborg 12th Wallering a 13th it's um, yeah it's been a shocking start to the season for both of them both of them desperate for I think and just a a new manager basically to to try and turn things around Mm -hmm. they've both got caretakers in charge at the moment and um, yeah it didn't go well last week for them as they both lost again. So, yeah, those two are struggling big time. And uh, as you say, Glint Top and the yeah, the northern domination of Norwegian football continues. I guess Gran uh, Viking are probably where we expect them to be in that kind of top five part at this part of the season. But I guess the surprise package as well is maybe Sarpsborg. They're having a really good season and in really good shape moving into match day 14. Yeah, two huge wins in a row. 3 0 at Rosenborg, 6 1 at home at Sandefjord. They are going to uh, Sims Godset this weekend, full of confidence. Yeah, it should be an interesting one. Well, speaking before the podcast, there's quite a hard card in the latest season this week, David. Yeah, there's not a lot of um, not a lot of things jumping out, especially in the sort of uh, the, the match winning market. There's only a couple of teams odds against. I think um, you've got Viking, who are big favourites, home to Haugesund. Bode Gleamed, obviously, favourites at odd, but even that game. Odd are super defensive and know how to keep a clean sheet. Um, Molda are actually just below evens now at home to Bran, which I think is a bit of a surprise as well. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit tough tough to find uh, some, some gems, but hopefully we can pick out some things. And we've already got a relegation six-pointer. <laughs> We do, we, yeah. I know Ham Cam Allison is going to be a, a, a huge one already. But yeah, no. Just just before we get started on on the games and stuff, there has been quite a lot of um, things going on in the league that, uh, in the last couple of days. Um, so, both the the main protagonists in the um, in the transfer market, they have been raiding Tromsø, and uh, Tromsø have got a really big young star called Daniel Bassey. He's away at the moment with under-19s at the European Championships, but he broke through this year, and he looks really, really good. But his contract was due to run out, and Glimt have jumped in, and they agreed a deal with him um, to sign in January. 
which has now um, been brought forward. And instead of Bode Glimt paying money for Bassi just now, um, they have agreed to let Lassie Nordos go back to Tromsø, who he was on loan at Tromsø last year. So a wee swap deal um, in the north. Um, a lot of Tromsø fans very, very unhappy. Daniel Bassi, 18, big, big uh, future. Um, also, Tobias Gulliksen, who's a huge uh, young star for Stream Godset, 19 years old, very, very talented, plays for the under-21s in Norway. Um, Bode Glimt have had a bid accepted for him of around 25 million kroners. So another young star probably heading to Bode. Um, and yeah, what else has happened? Um, Christopher Bonsuba, who I've been chatting about loads this year for Sarpsborg. Uh, he's left, he's gone. Um, Genk, Genk have paid around five million euros for him apparently to take him away they got him on a free three months ago um took him on trial um gave him a contract and yeah he's already gone for around five million euros so cracking bit of business for yeah, enough, yeah yeah um just on that those clean transfers that's definitely been their mo for the last few seasons hasn't it trying to pick up the best young talent in Norway. yeah yeah it really has they've done it quite well um when you look at uh, guys who have come through like Invuka Invuka, Vetlison, both of them have left uh, now for, for big fees um, Vetlison a huge fee, one, one of if not the biggest in Norwegian football history, he's gone to Club Bruges so yeah it's um, it's definitely their MO and it's working really well Yeah, uh, anything happening on the managerial front, you mentioned there's a couple of clubs that are under caretaker managership yeah. at the moment. Nothing, nothing yet. Rosenborg, Wallering are both still on the hunt. I'm not sure how active they are looking for a, a permanent manager. They both get caretaker managers in charge at the moment. Um, Olison brought in Christian Jonsson, I think his name was, uh, last weekend, the former Raufoss manager, and he duly won his first game with a win at home to Rosenborg. So, yeah, um, the other two still still on the hunt. The new manager bounce. I think uh, both both Rosenberg and uh, Wallerina could do with yeah, one of those. They could. Okay, that's brought us up to date, I suppose, in some of the transfer activity. Let's have a look at some of the games. And as you mentioned, Greg, first off, Friday night, we've got a, a relegation battle. We've got Hamcam v Olison, and then um, kind of raised an eyebrow, I suppose, at the price of 13 to 5 for Olison to win this one. Yeah, yeah, it did. Obviously, two struggling teams at the moment, but as David said, for Olison, a new manager and very much a, a new manager bounce and a 1 0 win last weekend against Rosenborg. I think 13 5 it does stand out in this game. Obviously, like I said before, two teams that have really struggled this year, but in terms of momentum and they've got a new manager coming to this game off the back of a good win, you'd have to say that 13 5 looks quite attractive. Certainly could not be on Hamcam at 21 20. Um, you'd need to entice me with 2 1 at least even thinking about that but I think it's quite an easy decision this one if you're back in this game I don't think the away win is the worst of shouts and they're 8-11 to 11 on the double chance market as well All yeah I'm yeah, just having a quick look 64 on the draw no bet so money back if it finishes level um, yeah not the worst option I, I guess David in a game that's maybe a bit of a flip of the coin yeah yeah I agree I thought um, Olesund have looked really good in the games against Molde and Rosenborg. I thought they looked pretty good last week. They did a, a, a good job keeping Rosenborg out. Um, it's not, I know Rosenborg are struggling, but you'd still fancy Rosenborg to go there and get this out. But yeah, they didn't. Olesund have got good attacking players and they look like under the new manager that they'll play a slightly more attacking uh, 
attacking game. Um, it looked like they were pressing a little bit higher, um, a lot faster in attack. I have to say, I think, yeah, I agree with Greg. I think if these teams had both come in uh, around the same price, I wouldn't. I would have uh, struggled to back a winner. But when you look at Allison, it's such a good price. Drawn on bet sixty four looks like a, a really really good option. Yeah, it's not a game that we had any particular tips picked out on, Greg. But I think, as you say, that that price probably looks a wee bit too big. Yeah, it does. And obviously, we're not going to pick a, a bet for every match. But I think, as we do in the podcast and on the channel, we like to try and highlight what we kind of feel is probably odds and prices that are a little bit big. And yeah. I think the Olsen one's a, a good example of that. Yeah. Uh, so that's on Friday night. Um, on Saturday, we've got one game as well. It's Viking at home to Haugesund and David Viking back on track a wee bit with their third win in a row last week. Yeah, went to Volarenga and um, got, a, got a really big win. It was a, yeah, not a controversial one, so I say they, they, they gave away a penalty in the 85th minute, which was just, honestly, if you give a penalty for this, you give a penalty for everything, every single corner. It was the slightest little pool about 10 metres away from where the ball was, so it, like, it was just such a strange penalty. That, that gave Olleringa an equaliser, but Viking went up and in the 96th minute grabbed a winner. Very well deserved, I thought. I thought they looked pretty good, Viking. I said before that in attack, they look really strong defensively. They're struggling. They are looking for a defender, apparently, in the in the transfer window. So that'll be one to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, they, I think they'll be too good def- uh, offensively for how I think I could see them scoring a few goals in this one. It should be a game of goals. I think Sorry. if you look back through um, Vikings' recent matches, well, especially this season, obviously, I think they're now sitting at what ten games in a row now with both teams to score, and I think the vast majority of those games have seen over two point five match goals as well. So very short Viking at four to eleven, but Haugesund getting a good result last week. I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see goals in this match. Yeah, that's uh, that's a game on Saturday. Um, any other angles for you in this one, David? Um, I had a wee look at, at corners, but uh, I thought there was. I just, I just don't like going over the eleven on the on the match corners. It's always a, a bit of a thing. And I know, um, I don't know. If, I'm sure you remember. I remember. Uh, I said that how soon to hit three corners back at Molde was even money. Um, so they did that comfortably. And to be honest, how soon have looked a lot better um, of late. Um, they just. Yeah, they're a little bit inconsistent. You're not sure what you're getting from from week to week. But it was a really good win at Odd la- at, at home to Odd last week after going behind. So yeah. yeah, that will give them confidence. And they they have um, yeah they have looked better than I think a lot of people thought they would. Just on that corners note for Haugesund, they hit I think some really good numbers last. They hit nine last week against Odd. Uh, David also mentioned Haugesund to to win the corner count last week. Uh, just below evens, which was a good shout. But they've hit four, six, seven, six, nine in their last five matches, Haugesund. Uh, they've hit four or more now in nine of their 12 matches this season. And they're five to six to hit four on on Saturday against a Viking side who can't keep a clean sheet. Yeah, sounds like a Greg special, that one. <laughs> Hopefully, will we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, on to Sunday. We've got six games on Sunday. Um, Gleamt 
we, we kind of thought it was all over a few weeks ago, David, but they've only picked up one point from their last six and they've kind of allowed the pack to close a wee bit uh, on them. Uh, last week, massive goal by Saltonese in the last well injury time, I think it was the 93rd minute, they scored to equalise at yeah. home to Molda, having gone 2-0 down earlier in the game. Yeah, and um, Kallstrom, the Molde goalkeeper, was sent off in the 20th minute or so. Um, and Molde just, yeah, I, I said that they would do it. They, they sat in, they barely moved from their box, and they just hit them on the break. Goalie Breen Hilton. I saw Breen Hilton's second goal. Yes. <laughs> they just ran from the halfway yeah, line. I mean, classic. the defenders were about 20 yards outside yeah. the opposition box, and Breen Hilton has just picked up the ball. And just ran straight, but yeah, he's he's looking sharp um, for Molden, and he he gave him a two goal lead, and Glint had to fight back, and they did, to be fair, again, and they could maybe have uh, gone on to win it, but yeah, as you say, Saltney is a big week for him. He scored the winning against Tromsø, and then the equaliser against Molde in both an injury time, within three days of each other. So yeah, um, it's good to have him back, and they'll need him probably from the start this week with uh, with. With uh, Vettelson leaving and, and Vuka leaving, so some so a couple of changes, and it's a tough one away at Odd. Odd mm-hmm. do not let a lot of goals in. They've conceded two goals at home in the five games they played this season, so you know what you're going to get from them, from them. They'll sit in, they'll make it difficult. They've got the best goalie in the league, um, and yeah, it's it's, it's a game. It's, I'm just going to think you have to avoid that game because the the prices are set for for both to score goals and win the game. But I think it's a it's a it's the one you just need to leave. Give us the odd goalkeeper's name again. It's Leopold Valstead. He's a Swedish guy. He's about twenty-three, and he's um, yeah, he's been linked with a move away to France um, this what, summer. He's a really, really good, good young goalie. Looks like a he's got a big future. Yeah, so when he gets his big move, you can see he heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, this looks like a tricky one for for Glimp, despite the fact that they're what eight to fifteen to win it odd. Yeah, it's pretty sure, especially given the fact that. They've struggled in recent weeks. Uh, I think another angle potentially in this match, on the basis that you'd expect Bode Glimp to have the majority of the ball, Odo sit in, try and keep it really tight and hit them the break. But potentially you're getting Bode Glimp to get three first half corners at four to seven and four first half corners at 11 to eight. Now, Bode haven't been hitting massive numbers this season, but in a game where they're probably going to be pushing. Um, for the majority of the match in this game, it's not the worst of shouts to get on the Bode Glimp first half corners. And I think it's a market that David and I have mentioned quite a few times this season on first half corners, first mm-hmm. for team corners, we've done pretty well with. So um, you can be really brave and take the, the four at 11 to eight, but that four to seven and three looks really appealing and certainly one part of a double. Yeah, and David, I guess the shape of the game is probably going to play into your hands if we're looking at corners for Glimp. Yeah, I think it was a really good shout. If you look at how many corners, how Gusset hit against them last week, and Glimt will dominate possession. Odd have consistently played against Glimt with a very, very deep line and just let Glimt um, cross the ball, basically. So, yeah, it's a game they'll dominate. They should have 75% possession. So, first half corners, I think, should, uh, should be pretty good. Yeah, looks like the way to go. Uh, next up, we've got Rosenborg at home to Lillestrom. Uh, pardon my French, but it's been a bit of a shit show from Rosenborg this season already. Uh, five to four at home against Lillestrom. As David says, Greg, still the caretaker manager, is it Sven Malen? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God, you couldn't be backing them at five to four, Greg, could you? <laughs> you couldn't be, no. I, I don't think Lillestrom are in 
any great shape either. <laughs> no, you can be backing them either. <laughs> no. no, you can. Um, <laughs> I, I think if I was to pick a winner here, I would probably surprisingly go for Rosenborg. I go I for the, ref- the referee. It's <laughs> <laughs> good a chance. <laughs> Obviously, Lewistrom have got two games in hand. Um, didn't play for a couple of weeks due to the international breaks and the 21s, but really disappointing for them last week at home to Tromso. Still is 1-0. Don't get me wrong, obviously, we know Tromso are having a great season so far, but I think that makes it just 1-1-5 now for yeah. Lillestrup. So not in any great shape at all coming into this. Um, again, definitely a match best left alone. However, if I was to pick a winner here, I would probably edge towards Rosenborg just on the home advantage piece. Yeah, David, no bet for you. No, absolutely not. You can't. You cannot touch Rosenborg just now. They've played two games under uh, under the new caretaker, and they've been beat three 0 at home to Sarpsborg and one 0 at Allison too. It only won one game before that, so yeah. Got it's, a draw uh, written all over it. <laughs> it probably does have a draw written all over it, but maybe Lillestrøm just were a bit rusty last weekend after not playing for three weeks, so maybe give them the benefit of the doubt and uh, that they can pick up a bit. It should. Again, it's another game that I think there'll be goals in, but um, I just I'm not sure if if Rosenberg uh, score. Uh, yeah, I'm just not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not sure who it's going to be that scores for them. Uh, I, I didn't even mention that um, Carlo Holse, who's probably Rosenborg's best player, super super talented Danish, 23 year old. Bodeglint have bid for him as well. Apparently, um, they're really keen to take him on. His contract's out in the winter, and he would be so good for the Glint uh, system. If he could, yeah, if, if they got him as well, it would upset a lot of people, I think. But yeah, uh, another another interesting move from Bode Glint to, to try and upset the, the old uh, giants of Norwegian football. Is there still a, a, a fondness and love for Bode Glint still, David? Despite them starting uh, to. It's falling away, has season. to be said. Um, there's a lot of people that um, are starting to dislike them, <laughs> I think. Just, uh, yeah, it's just the way it is, isn't it? A team yeah. starts winning. But do you know what I, th- I think? Like they're spending money, which but but they've made the money the right way. They've made money by bringing in some young players and selling them by doing well in Europe. Um, yeah. I feel like it's much more uh, sustainable what they're doing. Um, so yeah, I think uh, there's a few people that don't like it, but I think um, in the main they're uh, more likable than maybe uh, the the old Rosenborg team that dominated Norwegian football was. And I guess the good thing is if they're picking up teams from fellow elite Zealand sides and some of that money staying in Norway as well. Yeah, yeah, that that and that's that is good because a lot of uh, a lot of players are leaving Norway now. So for some of the better ones to maybe stay here, it would be good as well um, mm-hmm. because they all seem to be all seem to be leaving as soon as they get an opportunity. Yeah. Okay, so that Rosenborg v Leilstrom game, probably a bit of a no-bet. And the next game we're going to look at, I've also got down as a no-bet, David Sandefjord v Stabak. Yeah, tough one. Sandefjord just so inconsistent. Lost really badly last week, 6-1. Before that, they gave Haugesund a really good game. Should have probably got something out of it. Lost 3-2. Before that, they batted odd 4-1. Uh, and then Molde beat them five now, so yeah, it's just a it's just a tough tough one to go with Sandefjord. Stabak have looked better, but their best strikers suspended, um, and yeah, they did look as if they lacked a, a real threat last week. So yeah, definitely one to avoid. Yeah, I take it nothing from you in this one, Greg. 
Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, quickly move on. Uh, one game I do like to look of is uh, Sarpsborg away to Sturm's God. We said last week, Greg, I think it was Sarpsborg we were talking about, saying we don't know what you're going to get from them. They subsequently went on and won 6-1. <laughs> um, so they're in good shape. Away to Sturm's God side who have also picked up in recent weeks. It's three wins in a row for them. Y- yeah, it should be a decent game this one. Uh, Sarpsborg 6-1 victors last week. And as David said, week prior to that, they... They hammered Rosenborg away 3-0, so they're in tremendous shape at the moment. And I think last week we, we called out Sarpsborg's corner activity. And again, they hit 10 last week. They've hit 7, 11, 7, 5, 7 and 10 in their last six games. So they've hit seven or more corners now in five of the last six. And that said, they've also shipped at least four in eight of those 12 games. So there are definitely corners in this game for Sarpsborg. Uh, Strum's Godsight have actually conceded six or more now in each of their last eight games and they have hit four or more at home in four of their last five so I think for me it's a very straightforward over 9.5 match corners here though obviously the lines in Norway are say probably a, a line or a, a not higher than they have been in previous seasons a lot of the games are over 11.5 um, so for me it's probably looking for the safer option here and taking 9.5 and I'll be doubling that up with the game at 6.15 on Sunday which is Moda versus Bran. Okay, we'll get to that very shortly. Um, David, quite uh, should be expecting goals in this one I think. Uh, Sapsborg certainly found their way at the back of the last few games. Strom's good, not quite so much but still should be a, an entertaining affair. Yeah, yeah, as you say, Strom's not quite as goalie as uh, Sapsborg but they have scored in the last eight games. Um, so uh, at home, they usually play attacking football. Um, usually much more, yeah, much more open at home, I would say, than they are away from home. Sarpsborg just play the way they play every time. They just, yeah, they just attack and attack and attack. They scored 21 goals, and that was with a really slow start to the season um, in terms of goals. But recently they've picked up, they scored nine in the last two games. They're looking very, very good um, pretty much all over the pitch. I think they they just look like a really good team just now. And they've obviously just cashed in a whole bunch of money on Bonsu Bah as well. So this is a game that part of part of our both teams have scored double. I like in this one. It's 1.44, which isn't isn't great. But I think uh, I think both teams have scored in this one looks really strong. And I'm going to double it up with uh, with the... Um, with with the uh, what other game are we going to double up? <laughs> Molden the Molde, the Molde brand game. I'm going to double up with that as well, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, in fact, let's let's go to that game just now because both yes. you and Greg want to double up <laughs> your bets <laughs> from this game and that game. Uh, for you, it's a it's a both teams to score. It should be another cracking game, Molde v Brand. Uh, last week's draw for Molde probably not good enough for them in terms of a title tilt for them. Still leaves no. them a good way off. Uh, and I'll be really disappointed again. i seen the, the goals that they conceded really poor defensively um, from yeah. cross balls into the box. Yeah, cross balls. They were kind of allowing Molde Green to cross it and hoping they could deal with it, but they didn't uh, in the end. Yeah, the, the Molde have looked, looked better of late. I think they, they've scored a lot of goals. They scored five against Sandefjord. They scored four against Viking. They, they scored um, like two against Glebe, they beat Haugesson 1-0 and uh, the game they didn't score was against Odd who somehow managed to keep a clean sheet against them despite getting battered. Um, they've got the highest XG of anyone in the league uh, so far this season, Molden. I just, uh, yeah, I can, see, I can see them scoring against Brand team who have got a few defensive injuries as well so 
uh, that that aids towards Molda getting a goal. Um, Bran just yeah, super attacking, press high, attack with in numbers. Um, I just I can't see them not scoring. Um, they're just a really good attacking team, and obviously with the defensive issues. I think that they might just have to even go at it a little bit more. Um, there's only only twice this year they've had to score. Um, one of them was against um, Sandefjord in a nil nil, and the other one was uh, yeah, it was odd as you might have guessed. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, Branamolde both teams to score. Sarsborg some scores hit both teams to score. The double pays two point zero eight, and uh, yeah, that's my that's my both teams to score double. Yeah, and that's the the big game on Sunday night, quarter past six. I don't know if you noticed, David, a site called One Football. Yeah, show, I, I retweeted um, it out. Um, yeah. So yeah, One Football is going to be showing all the elite season games. I think it's free, uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, so yeah, that's if you're not in Norway, um, which I am, but that's fine. Yeah, I, I think you just need I to, have uh, another way to watch the games. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, you just yeah. need to sign up to that site. Um, yeah, so if anyone wants to watch uh, Norwegian football, one football, they've got the official, they've got the exclusive rights as of the first of July. So yeah, um, one football should be showing all the games. Yeah, that's onefootball.com if you want to tune into that one. Uh, Greg, similarly, you're expecting an entertaining game, and it's a corners angle you're looking at in this one for the double. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this match. I think it should be a cracking game. Probably very similar to the game last week against Bode Glimt. Expecting goals. I think the both teams to score shout from David looks really strong. The the goal line is one to two for over two and a half, which I think is very solid. And you can, the Asian goal line is over three and three and a half at eleven to ten. So I do think we'll see at least three goals, potentially four. But it's on the corner count here that I'm focusing on. Uh, the top two sides in the league when it comes to corners. Molda leading the way at home with 8.3 corners per game. Hit some really good numbers. And Bran, as we said right at the very start of the season, will probably hit some decent numbers as well. And the, the, the GLR, they, they sit second in the corners table, hitting eight per match. Yeah. Um, just under eight a game on the road. Two sides who will go for it. Both sides need to win. And I think we'll see both sides contribute here to, to the corner count. So I think over 9.5 corners here and over 9.5 corners in the Sarpsborg match pays 11 to 10. And that looks a fairly solid corners level. Yeah, it does that. Uh, similarly, David, I think your both teams to score double pays 11 to 10 as well, just slightly slightly over it at bet 365 at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was around that. So okay. I think it's uh, the, you could either have them both on, or you could have one of them on and pick which one's your favourite. <laughs> yeah, both teams to score or the corners. Are, it all looks good. I think it's set for two good attacking. It's games. a good bet builder. Yeah, yeah, certainly is. Uh, okay, we'll recap those at the end of the podcast. Just one more game and we to see to look at and. Yeah, as you have kind of advocated, Greg, we only got on the the Tromso train. <laughs> and cheer, cheer them on to the, the title this year um, I'm not sure they're going to be there at the end of the season but they're certainly going to a good run for our money at the moment They really are and it's obviously quite refreshing to see somebody else up there at that kind of end of the table uh, Tromso who last season and in previous seasons have been very very strong at home but this season they've actually been strong got away from home Yeah, uh, believe it or not which is some going considering how good their home form's been but again, another tough match for them this weekend. They are obviously favourites to win this match at 13-10, to 10, which you have to say, a bit like last week, we had a lot of conversation last week about the Tromso price. Uh, they're 4-1 to one at Lowestrom. They ended up going off at 5-1. to one. 
And obviously, in hindsight, that was that was the wrong price for for Tromso um, last week, and we probably didn't give them enough respect in in that in that match. To be fair, uh, mm-hmm. we But this weekend, back at home, thirteen to ten, it's definitely not the worst of prices anyway. And yeah. I would have expected Tromso to be a little bit shorter, but the bookies not that fussed, not that keen on them. Obviously, favourites here still, but Valerenga only only two to one. Uh, I wouldn't like to call this match. Yeah, David, obviously Valerenga making the the long trip, eighteen hundred kilometres mm. up to up to Tromso. Lost the last four um, caretaker manager <laughs> in charge. Tromso absolutely flying at the moment. That thirteen to ten does look tempting. It does. Uh, five in a row. Tromso won in the league. Um, yeah, I just I, I think like what the bookies are seeing and what what I'm seeing is that they've every single one of their eight wins has been by one goal, and I think if you're looking for a team to be like challenging for the title, you're looking for a team that can maybe win games a little bit easier than that. Mm. Um, but yeah, as you say, Volling have looked really poor. They got um, Frederick Aldrup Jensen suspended from last week, so he's suspended. Hendrik Hekheim, who was a centre-half, he's left. Uh, another centre-half to the same in the winter's injured. So defensively, they're looking a little bit light uh, this weekend. Um, so yeah, it all adds up to, to what I would think is a Trump's uh, uh, win. They're obviously very unhappy with the Daniel Bassey situation, um, and I think they'll be keen to to put on a show to try and uh, to try and show him that he's made their own decision. No, what we can say is the the Volring a two to one. There's, there's absolutely no case to no, that no, in this match. I not. think we can agree agree on that. And I think the value probably does sit here with Tromso, and I guess as well, it's one of those ones where a side who obviously at the start of the season weren't fancy to be sitting second top halfway through, you can expect their bubble to burst at some point. Yeah. Um and that's probably what's happened last week away to Lowstrom. Uh, but again, as David said, the thirteen to ten is is very tempting. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, David, who would have thought Troms could put a run of five wins together, never mind six, and at some point that runs kinda of got to the end. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. Uh but you never know in uh, a home game they're, where they're usually very strong um, up in Tromsø. It's a long journey, as you say, for Volerenga. Um Yeah, 13 to 10. It's pretty tempting. I'll probably put on a wee, a wee uh, act on myself and, and add it to that on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and as you say, Tromsø not won a game by more than uh, more than one goal um, so far this season. Over two and a half goals in this one, 21 to 20. Yeah, I, I really, I, I quite like the look of it. Not so normally. I would have kind of thought Tromsø were a little bit more um, defensive than they are, but if you watch them actually this year, they've, they've really pushed their wing-backs on um, and looked a little bit more attacking, but if you look at the last eight games, seven of them have gone for three or more goals. Mm-hmm. Um, just just the 1-0 win over Tromsø last week that didn't. And if you look at Volleringa, they obviously lost 2-1 last weekend, but they've lost 3-1, 2-1 and 3-0 uh, all in the last five games, so four of the last five games have gone for over um, over uh, two and a half as well so yeah that price looks really good or if you wanted to just be a little bit safer on it which 
you can you can look at the Asian line, which is set at two, two and a half for four to five, and very, very rarely you get that on a Norwegian league game. Um, so yeah, two, two and a half on the Asian goal line is four to five, which I really like the look of this weekend. Yeah, I even think bigger than evens is is quite unusual in the league ceiling games. Um, yeah. Unless unless order involved. Unless order. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the worst bet of the weekend. Uh, okay, let's move on to Oldest League and Greg. Bit of a goals fest last week. All eight games over two and a half. I think six of them were over three and a half actually. Um, and you reckon that might have paid about fifty to one or so? Yeah, I was on the the five games on Saturday, and as you say, the very comfortable. Most of the games saw at least three goals, if not, if not four. That eightfold. Again, it, across the two days, it's quite annoying because if all those yeah. games were played in the same day, mm. you would have all you would have had it on. Yeah. Um, but because they split the games across Saturday and Sunday, I must admit I do miss Obus League on Mondays. Obus Mondays, <laughs> it's, a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big gap in my life at the moment. The Obus League <laughs> Mondays, um, there's enough happening on a Saturday normally anyway, but on a Sunday, so it was good to have the Obus League on Mondays. But we've got the lower leagues on Monday to keep us busy. But yeah, lots of goals last weekend. It's, it's the first time this season that all eight have landed over two and a half. I think all eight have seen one and a half, I think, three times this season. And it's one of these bets. You just have to continue doing it week in, week out. But it is quite annoying, though, when the games are across um, the two days. But yeah, that would have paid about 50 to 1 last week. This weekend's odds, I think it's 56 to 1. For all eight, I must I must say I do like to look at goals in this weekend's card. Some decent matches, a lot of sides in poor form, a lot of sides in good form. So I don't think it's the worst of cards this weekend, and I'd probably expect the over one point five goals to land across all eight as yeah. as well. Yeah, and you only need that to land well the over two and a half once a season, and that's you profit. That's you, match day 13, that's it in uh, yeah. for the season. You've got another 16 shots at it. <laughs> Happy days. Uh, David, we are at the halfway stage in Obus League and as of this weekend. And what are we to mark? It's the top two against each other. Frederikstad, uh, they host Kongsvinger this weekend on Sunday. Yeah, huge game. Kongsvinger, massive win at home to start last week, turning around a 1-0 deficit. 1-2-1. Fredrikstad beat Ranheim 4-0. Uh, both of them going in absolutely flying. Should be a should be a real good game. Fredrikstad are kind of the exception in, in Obos. They are pretty defensive. They've scored only 17 in 14 games and conceded 6. So, yeah, it's it's probably a game that might be a little bit tighter than the others. I think if there was one game that was going to burst your, your, your goals bubble, it might be this one. I think it might be a bit of a, a, tight, uh, a tight affair at the top of the league. Yeah, and Frederick Stad remain the only team unbeaten, but seven of their fourteen games have been drawn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, winning, winning game. I mean, they won four now last week. So that's sorry, no, they didn't. That's, they, did. they did. They won four now last week. Now. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's <laughs> thirteen goals in the other thirteen games and six conceded. <laughs> it's just uh, yeah. It's, uh, it shows second top of the table. To. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're doing well, but I think uh, this will, this is going to be a should be a tight match. Yeah, not one for the, the purists potentially, uh, but we do have some bets that we quite like the look of in Obus League. And Greg, let's have a wee look at you've got a an over two and a half goals double for us. Yeah, so Songdal v Yerv and Start v Myondal, and I think any match involving Start, you simply have to do over one point five match over two and a half match goals. I think it's landed in the vast majority of their games this season. The problem for start is they just can't keep a clean sheet. They're conceding far too many goals. They're the league's highest goal scorers, but they're on a pretty poor run of form at the moment. 
Um, I think they've only won one in five. And they're playing them beyond downside, who are extremely frustrating. Um, last weekend, we backed them to win and scored two goals at home to, I think it was Moss last weekend. And they lost 2-1. And that was Moss's first one in four. Um, they scored, I think, not long after half-time. So they had 45-40 minutes to, to grab a second goal. But away from home, Yon Dallin have been excellent the last three or four matches, scoring lots of goals. So fully expecting over two and a half goals in this match, if not three and a half match goals in this match. And Yerv coming to this match will be to Songdao off the back of a really disappointing 4-3 defeat. They were 3-1 up last weekend away to Sonnes and they, they lost that match. No, it was a Kofra, sorry. No, Yerv won last week 4-3. They won 4-3 last week, sorry. Too many goals yeah. in this league. This is the problem. Too David. many goals. They were, they, <laughs> they were down they, 3-1, sorry. They, they were down 3-1 and pulled it back to 1-4-3 with a, a late penalty. Yeah, actually, yeah, I really liked the price of Yerv this weekend at 4.5. So it was a 72 away at Songdao. Four wins out of the last yeah, five. Yeah, I think yeah. the 7 to 10 is really short for Songdao. And I think yeah. Yerv, as you mentioned last weekend, David, probably in a bit of a false place in the league. Mm. Where they where they should be where they are, uh, I certainly wouldn't be back in Songdao at seven to ten for this match. However, I do fancy match goals in this game, yeah. and neither side keeping many clean sheets and definitely goals in that year side. So, very straightforward. No thrills. Over two point five match goals double here, and that pays thirteen to ten with William Hill. Yep, can't argue with that. Um, David, you quite like goals for Christensen as well. They're away to Ralph Foss Christensen. Been banging in the goals lately. Four to four uh, in the last three games yeah I mean back to the well with Christians <laughs> I'm avoiding the, the tempting price <laughs> <laughs> the very tempting price of uh, 2.25 um, away at Rifos this weekend yeah as you say 4-0 at home last week they burnt me with a 2-2 away at Osana before that they won 4-1 Um uh, and yeah, just scoring plenty of goals. Ralfos struggling down in 14th. Um, a really disappointing defeat last week. 4-1 at Burina, which is a real shocker. Um, but yeah, I think uh, they've conceded. They've basically conceded four in the last two games, with the, including the cup match where they lost four goals against Viking uh, Ralfos. So Christiansen to score two goals in this game pays um, pays 1.95. Uh, I believe. Um, so 1.9, oh, sorry, sorry, 10 11. Yeah, 10 11. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for the over one and a half Christians soon goals instead of the, the match win. But I do think they'll win, but I'm happy to, to just take the goals this week and I think they'll, they'll score them. I don't think David could handle being stung a third time this season already <laughs> no. on the front to all. <laughs> No. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a safer bet on the two goals. Uh, and we've got one more in Obus League and Greg, and that is uh, Asana v Shaid on Sunday. Yeah, I'm kind of going against my usual approach and my constant havering about backing teams to score two goals. Mm-hmm. But that's purely price-based. So the bottom two sides meet here in Bergen on, on Sunday, um, 15th versus 16th. However, that said, one of the sides here is showing a lot of signs of improvement and the other side shade um look like it's gonna be a very long and tough second half of the season for them. They're in, in really poor form at the moment. When you look though a bit deeper into Asana's kind of recent matches, they are unbeaten in three, two draws and a win, albeit that win was against Brina, but they've they've drawn with 
I think it was Christian Sound 3 all. But they've had some really tough matches. They've played three, the top three sides in the league in the last five games. They they lost 2-1 at Frederikstad to a last-minute goal. They lost 2-1 to Kongsvinger. And they drew 3-0 with Christian Sund. So some pretty tough matches there. But they are unbeaten in three. And what's impressed me about them is they've scored two or more goals in six of their last nine matches. So for a side sitting second bottom, joint bottom, they aren't shy of a goal. And they are playing what we have to say is probably the weakest team in the league this season in Scheid, who have shipped nine goals in their last three games. Just one win in six, I think, for Scheid now. With home advantage on the up, you have to say, some really tough games. They're at home. Now, I was going to back them to score two goals here in this match. I think the best place I can find for them is four to five. They're only four to six with bet three six five to score two goals. Fully expecting them to score two goals in this game, but I'm going to take Osana on the straight win at a very handsome six to five in my in my opinion to win this match at bet three six five. Yeah, let's hope it's a one 0 win, Greg, to justify your your faith in Osana winning the oh, three points. Oh no, I'd rather they comfortably one four 0 All right, anything else in August League for you, David? Uh, no, nothing. I think uh, I think you're covered enough. Uh, and Greg, just anything for you, Oberstligan, or is that you done? Nothing from Oberstligan. I do like goals this weekend in Oberstligan, especially in the Saturday matches. But there's one match from Sunday that stands out from Division 3. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Gerv at home to Sunday's 2. So just a bit of background. Sunday's were playing tonight. Um, I think against Viking 2 and a 1-0 draw. Now, Sonnes are really struggling this season, the, the first team. They're playing on Saturday, and Sonnes are involved again on Sunday, second team. So it's Sonnes' two second match, essentially, in three or four days. They're away to the year, uh, it's, I think, a two-and-a-half-hour trip from up to Haugesund. Now, David, Sonnes to Haugesund, do teams just actually get the ferry? Yeah, because the, the ferry the ferry system is basically part of the road system. Right. So, yeah, they do. They do. Explain that to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I mean, the road, you take the road and then the road ends and then you get on the ferry and then the road starts again. It's kind of like, you know, instead of driving six hours round. Yeah, it's just, a long trip round, isn't it? Yeah. You just, if you look at the map, like the roads just kind of go to the end of the, like at the end of the, the island and then it's just like, oh, where do we go now? But yeah, the ferry. Yeah, the ferry. I did a wee ferry trip, but when I was playing with Verda, we went to Molde. Uh, to play a game against Molde too, and we had a we had a wee half hour ferry journey just to make sure that our drive was uh, our drive was about two hours less. It must be a Scandinavian thing. I can't imagine there's many clubs in European football who have to commute to the match by boat. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Turkey, maybe Istanbul. But in no, terms I... of this match itself, it's a two and a half hour journey up to Haugesund. Gerv are three points off the top. They are thirteen points better off than Sandnes. And whilst the form book looks strong for Sandnes to um, on the road, they've actually lost five of their six games, shipping a whopping 21 goals. This looks home banker material. I've got no idea what sort of price we're going to get for it. Uh, prices probably won't come out until tomorrow night, maybe Saturday at some point. The game's on Sunday at one o'clock, but definitely one from the notebook. Yeah. Fully expecting a comfortable home win here. Yeah, and the first team's away up in Toronto on Saturday, so uh, it's a bit of a 
it would be a, a late night getting home for Sunday for a early start on Sunday for some of the guys. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, and they played and they played tonight as well. Yeah, which it's, is it's definitely factor. it's definitely one to look out for. Yeah, and David, just to be clear, we're talking Dierv here, not Dierv. Dierv. Yeah. So two different teams. Uh, just for anyone looking out for that game, uh, Greg, I'm sure you'll post that on the channel once the prices come up. Yeah, I've already put it on the channel in terms of the match itself, but yeah, the places and the, the bets will be shared on the channel. Yeah, and David, we're on the summer break for most of these clubs in the lower leagues now. Yeah, so so most of these clubs are, are going to have a break until the last week in July. So, yeah, nice wee summer summer holiday for a lot of them since they're not pro professionals. Yeah, not bad, eh? Uh, OK, let's have a wee recap of this week's bets. Start with you, Greg. So, yeah, starting off in the... I'll go to the Obus League in first. We just finished off the Obus League in. And I'm taking Osana to win at 6-5 at home to Scheid. And that's with William Hill. And I'm also taking an over 2.5 match goals double. And that's Songdao versus Yerv and Start versus Mion Dallin. And that piece 13-10 with William Hill also. And into the Elite Azarian, it's an over 9.5 corner double. And that comes from Storm's Godset, which is Sarpsborg, alongside the Molda v Brand match on Sunday. Both matches Sunday, four o'clock and quarter past six, and over 9.5 match corners double at 11 to 10. Okay, and David? Yeah, uh, starting Elite Serian. First of all, I've got the Tromso v Volaringa game, Asian goal line, two, two and a half, at pace 45. Um, also on Sunday, both teams to score double. Um, the Strums got set the Sarpsborg game and the Molde versus Brand game. Both teams to score in each, and that pays 11 to 10, or yeah, 2.1, I guess. Um, and down in Obos on Sunday as well. Um, Christian soon to travel to uh, Raifoss, and I'm going for That's Saturday, actually, sorry. Saturday, Christian soon to travel to Raifoss. Christian soon to score two or more goals, and that is 10 to 11 on the old fractions. Yep. Okay. Uh, just a wee reminder if you want to catch any of those early to see in games, the website is onefootball.com where you can uh, sign up and catch the games there. And don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg, where you can also find details of how to join his private betting channel. Uh, you can also follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 uh, for some more coverage on the Norwegian leagues. Uh, I guess guys will maybe be looking at investigating other social media, the way <laughs> things are going with Twitter at the moment, but for the time being, we'll, uh, we're available on Twitter. Um, and that's us for this week's podcast. Thanks very much for listening and best of luck for your bets this weekend. Thanks everyone. Good luck. Thank you. Have a good day. Have a good weekend.